Stop 15. The Living Room. This room was originally planned to be two, but with his usual vision, Mr. Eastman had it made into one, to again incorporate the gardens into the interior, and to provide more space for guests and events. Making it one room also made the elegant ceiling with its four-season medallions possible. The music stands and grand piano await the next musicale, and the French polished large Victorian table awaits the next meeting. Mr. Eastman treated his company employees well, establishing benefits way ahead of the time, a wage dividend, health and retirement plans, as well as one of the first tuition aid plans. He also provided for the long-term good of the community. He established the first community chest, now the United Way, the Chamber of Commerce, and the Bureau of Municipal Research, now the Center for Governmental Research. Indeed, many times Chamber of Commerce, Community Chest, Hospital, or University board members gathered in this room and thoughtfully pursued the city's concerns. The large portrait over the bookcases is Mr. Eastman's mother. The artwork elsewhere in the room represents Mr. Eastman's special interest in old master paintings. The walls are covered in silk damask in Mr. Eastman's favorite color, green. The fireplace was not his favorite. He considered it too rococo. Fireplaces were not that important since the house had central heat with individual thermostats in each room. He had them for their aesthetic value and especially enjoyed the coal-burning fireplace in his library. As you leave the room, notice the pocket doors. These, like the walls of the house, are reinforced with steel as a fire safety measure. Closing them would bar any fire from entering or leaving that room. Mr. Eastman was especially attuned to fire safety since much of his company's work was around flammable film. You are welcome now to climb the stairs or take the elevator with a guard's assistance to the second floor. <laughs>